Breaking news. The Illini basketball team is still very good. Just getting off a 96-66 win, a 30-point beatdown on the Northwestern Wildcats. A, a Northwestern team which uh, coming into the game was 1-0 in the Big Ten with that one win being over the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, and their 10-2 uh, overall record. And this game wasn't close from the start. Uh, Illinois started the game on a 7-0 run, and really it never got close after that. Uh, I wasn't sure whether I was going to make this post game or not because I'm not sure what to talk about. This is going to be the easiest post game I've ever done in my life because uh, it's just talking about how well pretty much everybody on the team played. Uh, you know, start off. Let's just start with off with Marcus Damask. I'm the guy who went for 32 points. 32 points, and he only had one three-pointer. Uh, 11 for 15 from the floor. Uh, he just completely he controlled the offensive output. Um, Chris Collins uh, made a reference to last year's Penn State team uh, with the uh, picket and the booty ball, and obviously that's uh, something that Brad Underwood has been trying to duplicate, and uh, he may have found his guy in Damask. This was just a wonderful performance put on by him, but not only him. The entire team played well. I'm looking through at the box score right now. I, Coleman Hawkins controlled that game on the defensive end, especially in that first half. He was swatting guys left and right. He was making uh, the other team's guards just make mistakes and turnovers. It's, you know, when he controls the game that much on the defensive end, it's not, I'm not talking about him being a good defensive player. I'm talking about him being all national defensive player, like defensive player of the year, like those type of accolades. Like when Coleman Hawkins is on, Illinois can compete with anybody. And again, I'm, I'm just going to keep saying this today because uh, like if you saw the game, you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from. Today was an absolute beatdown of the Northwestern Wildcats, which, you know, by many is considered a top half, if not top third of the Big Ten. We had uh, Justin Harmon. Justin Harmon came off the bench, and he scored 20 points himself. It's, it's really nice to see that in the absence of Shannon, uh, you see which other guys are starting to step up a bit. And, you know, Harmon is easily one of those guys. He's had a big offensive output two games in a row now. And, you know, with Shannon, we lost over 20 points a game, and we lost our main offensive uh, player. So a lot of the other guys are going to have to step it up a notch. It's it's mandatory because we don't we have a lot of good offensive players, but we still when you lose your best player, any team is gonna struggle a little bit. Um, Quincy Garrier, fourteen and ten. This team, you know, I, I don't need to go through the box score. I I'm just gonna kind of talk off the whim. This team is as likable of a team as I remember watching as an Illinois fan. You know, Brad Underwood has essentially recruited a bunch of 22 to 24-year-olds, put them on the court together, and they all they all just get it. They all just understand. They know what the goal is. There's no selfish goal here. They're all bonded, united together. I mean, this team was super close, you know, with Shannon on the team. Then obviously that 
bomb dropped last week and you know we were all kind of curious what would happen what would be the instant reaction and sure we were supposed to beat Fairleigh Dickinson and we're supposed to beat Northwestern but I mean we've scored 100 points on average the last two games I mean we've won convincingly and it's just it's kind of a it's it's comforting it's you know this team I mean I always thought you know we were a an NCAA tournament team. And I still think we're an NCAA tournament team. But you've got to admit that when the Shannon news dropped, uh, it, it kind of scares you a little bit. You know, yeah, we've been 10-2 coming into this game. But Big Ten season has just kind of started. And, you know, Michigan State's starting to perform well again. Purdue had that little hiccup against Northwestern, which, by the way, I still – I tweeted this out earlier. How did they lose to Northwestern? I have no idea. But – there's some level of concern that our play will have dropped off a bit and, you know, we could finish, you know, 500 in the conference or even less uh, than 500 in the conference. Just because, you know, almost every single game this year outside the Tennessee game, we knew Terrence Shannon Jr. was the constant. He was the guy that was going to be there. He was going to play, give you 20 points on offense. He was going to play good defense and mo- most of all, when you needed a play to be run on offense, he'll put his head down, attack the rim, and you know something good would happen. Uh, with him out of the game and you know off the team for the foreseeable future, I was kind of not sure where we were going to go with this. And again, I knew we were going to be fairly Dickinson. That wasn't exactly an impressive matchup, but the way we did was nice to see. Today we were, I think, five and a half point favorites over Northwestern. And as I said earlier, we won by 30 points, 96 to 66. And it was a game where everybody com- uh, contributed on offense. You know, I already talked about Damask. I talked about uh, Hawkins. Ty Rogers, he only played 14 minutes. Uh, he had four fouls in 14 minutes, unfortunately, but the man is looking confident. He had some moves where, he, you know, he's starting to get into the whole booty ball uh, setups on the offense. And that's kind of what I want, you know, especially in games like this with, when the game is out of hand, like Ty Rogers is a good player. Yes. He's not a point guard, but he's a very good player. And, you know, his value to this team, you can't really put in uh, box score numbers. Although in this case, again, you know, he went, he had six points, three assists and four rebounds in 14 minutes. You know, that that's a lot of product productivity while he was on the uh, on the court. The only concern, maybe slightly, I noticed in the second half is that uh, despite being uh, up significantly, and we were talking about 25 points up uh, for the most part of that second half, we didn't really play much of the bench. The only guy who got off the bench was Justin Harmon for, with 29 minutes. And uh, like I said, yeah, he had the 20 points. But the other guys, Dane Danger, I still can't figure it out. I, I genuinely thought Dane Danger was the key guy for our team post Terrence Shannon uh, Jr. being gone because, in my opinion, when it comes to the offensive skill set, he was our second best skilled player on offense. So I thought today, uh, you know, especially against some of the teams that we – are superior to that he would get some run on the court and Underwood tr- would try to figure out what kind of fit he is on this particular team. Games are like today are the ones to try to figure that out, but that didn't happen. 
four points. Oh, sorry, four minutes, two points, two rebounds. I mean, he had a nice play uh, where he had an offensive rebound where he put it back in. But I don't know. I'm not sure what the whole danger thing is moving forward. I've kind of, I'm at the point now where I've, I'm slowly giving up on it. Again, I thought maybe there would be a change in his role once uh, Shannon left, but it doesn't really look like that's going to be the case. It looks like this is just what it is. But, you know, we had Harmon show up. Thank, thank you. Um, Hansberry only played three minutes. Not sure why. Again, when you're up 20-plus points, you know, in the late in the game, I, I feel like this is where you want to give these guys run. You know, Gibbs Lawhorn, six minutes. He went one for two. Uh, you know, we're going to need these guys when the tougher games in the Big Ten come. I mean, not when they come. They're here. Friday, we go to West Lafayette. We play Purdue, a game which, you know, I hope to stay competitive. Secretly, I thought, you know, if you asked me a week ago, I thought we were closer to Purdue than whoever the third-place team was uh, to us. Now, without Shannon, our ceiling is lowered a little bit, but, you know, it's nice to see that I still think our floor is very high, especially, you know, considering everything that the team has had to deal with. Uh, Not many teams in the country can lose their best player and still, uh, as I said, score 100 points on average uh, the next two games. After Purdue, I believe we have Michigan State. Michigan State's kind of rebounding. Uh, with their season. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. Uh, And it'll be kind of a good barometer for Illinois to kind of see where they're at. You know, I'm hoping we don't get blown out by Purdue. Um, They could very well happen. You know, the game is away. But Purdue's, uh, their students are not going to be there. And from what I've gathered, uh, the last two or three seasons uh, in this January home game, um, when their students are away, they've lost. So maybe, you know, we can sneak one in, but I just want to be competitive and Michigan state comes off right after that. I think Michigan state's going to be a very good barometer because a lot of people had pegged them, including myself, um, as the second best team, uh, in the conference. I had us and Michigan state, you know, um, essentially tied and obviously they struggled coming out of the gate, but they've seemed to have turned things around lately. So it'll be nice to see where Illinois stacks up with Michigan state. I think if we can defeat Michigan state going through that stretch of Purdue, Northwestern, Michigan state, and if we can go two and one, it's not time to give up on the season yet. You know, it's, uh, this, I, again, I, I'm repeating myself, but this team's just super likable. They are working their butts off. You can tell with this squad, at least, it's all about the name in the front of the jersey as opposed to the last couple of years where it seemed like the higher priority was the names on the back of the jerseys. Um, this team deserves all our support, which is why, you know, it's, it's really nice for me to see our podcast numbers are blowing up significantly. Our YouTube numbers are going up. You know, it's just because we know Illinois fans love Illinois basketball. And so, you know, we appreciate that. And we're going to continue to push out content. So, by the way, please tell your friends to subscribe to this channel or, uh, you know, on whatever podcast you listen to. 
Again, I knew this would be a boring post game, but I, I don't know what else to say. This team is very good. Um, they were super impressive today. And it's always nice to come off a holiday week and just beat the you-know-what out of uh, your rivals uh, in Evanston. Um, a, a team, you know, which, again, as I said earlier, you know, a lot of people I, I saw as high as four to finish in the Big Ten. And, you know, their only game thus far, they – had beaten Purdue. So this was a challenge. And this was not just a challenge that, you know, Illinois met. This was a challenge like they just completely destroyed. And uh, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's very uplifting. It's, you know, we had some of these writers who talk about who all of a sudden have left Illinois off their polls now. You know, we've gone up to number nine, but there's a particular writers writer for the Sun-Times, I believe, who didn't have us on the top 25 because of the whole Shannon incident. And we're essentially getting the Florida state treatment. I hope that guy paid attention. I hope that guy was watching tonight. I think he was because I know if there's one thing I know about, uh, Illini fans is that we swarm. We can be a lot to deal with, especially if you're not used to us. And I'm sure that guy's ats and replies and DMS, uh, he can write a pretty interesting book on what he's about to get. And, oh, man, if we compete against Purdue and beat Michigan State, oh, boy, that guy's in trouble. But that'll happen when it happens. Again, I just want to get on another great game for uh, the University of Illinois. Brad Underwood is having what I think is his best coaching year uh, since he's been here. It's it just a marvel, marvelous performance uh, all around. The team shot like 63% today uh, from the field. Can't ask for much more than that. 56% from three-point land. When you, sh well, I'm confident in saying when you shoot 63% from the field and 55% from uh, three-point land, you're going to win most of your games. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of where Illinois is headed right now. we got a big week ahead of us. Um, stay tuned to Illini cast. I will be on the big 10 huddle tomorrow, uh, talking about this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw last week, I kind of got into it with, uh, some of the hosts on that show who I just don't think give Illinois proper credit. And, uh, let's just say I'll be tuning. I'll be joining that, uh, with a smile on my face. So hope you guys tune in again, please like subscribe, find us, share this with your, uh, Illinois fr friends and family, and I will see you all after the Purdue game.